Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The views and opinions heard on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of the host. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Real Spiritual Talk Radio. My breathing had stopped for so long that my heart actually ended up stopping. You saw what I did and said that I was going to die. And then I remember being gone. I wasn't there anymore. I sort of lifted up about six feet above my body. A pinprick of light appeared and came rushing toward me faster than the speed of light. And then this light, all of a sudden it was all completely around me. He says, I am God. Yes, I am real. The main message was loving yourself and loving others. It was clearly shown to me. It was really hard to put into words. It felt like I had been there before. It was just this very personal, impersonal, unconditional love. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Rio Spiritual Talk Radio. I am your host, Lamont Gates, once again bringing you the world of faith, metaphysicality, and spirituality. Today, my guest encountered the spiritual realm in search of lost loved ones, but ended up discovering the complexities of the spirit realm that left him with more questions than answers. Let's get it started. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Joining me via Skype all the way from Sweden is near-death experiencer, Mr. Carl Kovacs. Carl, welcome to Rio Spiritual Talk Radio. Uh, thank you, Alan. Thank you. Um, I, may I introduce myself? Um, my name is Carl. I am uh, originated in Hungary. I came to Sweden in 1988. It was maybe 32 years ago. And I had a NDE experience here in Sweden. It's happened in 1987. And we will get into this experience as I understand that it brought a lot of questions to your mind concerning what happens after we die. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But prior yes. to doing this, talk to us about your early religious life, if any. Uh, what exactly did you believe as a child about the particular subject of religion and or spirituality? Uh, yes, uh, my um, my grandparents was uh, religious, but not uh, fanatics. But they they was Catholics, and uh, and they took me um, to the church. You know. So did religion play a strong role in your life as you got older as well? Yes, I can connect it to my uh, grandparents, uh, who was my uh, uh, I call them for my angels. They was my uh, saviors. You know, they was my love. They was my everything, and. Um, when uh, when my grandparents died in 1984, I searched for searched for answers, you know, um, in the religion. So I went to be a priest. In uh, I went back to Budapest, and um, I was a um, monk in the Capuciner um, order. So it is one of the hardest uh, Catholic order 
um, within Catholicism. But I didn't find any answers, you know, so, so I left uh, this, uh, this place, this Capucina um, place, and uh, come back to Sweden. How old were you when you had your near-death experience? I was 27. So, at age 27, you were looking for answers after the death of your grandparents. Uh, were you searching for where they possibly would have went after their deaths? Yes, yes. Uh, my life changed, uh, changed very much uh, after they left me because I searched for them, searched for an answer all, all, my, all my life, you know. So, I tried everything. Um, Jehovah's Witness, you know, um, Islam. Christianity, Buddhism, everything, but I didn't find any answer and I didn't find, uh, find my grandparents. So the only proof I'm looking for if they are, um, if they are somewhere, uh, existing somewhere or not. Because if I know if they are, um, exist somewhere, so I can die in peace. So religiously speaking, I know you said you were a priest prior, but you looked into several religions, including Islam, correct? Yes, yes. I was an Islamic teacher in Malmö at Al Salam School. I studied also Islam very close, you know, and get understanding for Islam and get understanding for other kind of religions. So take us now to your near-death experience. What was it that brought it on? Uh, this is a very, very special case because uh, uh, it was a suicide. But let me explain. Uh, my intention was not to um, uh, commit suicide because I never uh, talked about uh, to take my life before or not after. Not after we're talking here and I'm still alive. But that time um, I was in the middle of my career, you know, and um, uh, I just uh, look around in my place and uh, oh, I have a nice uh, apartment, you know, and uh, I, I have a lot of money and everything and uh, something. Uh, I missed something. My grandma, grandma and grandpa. And now I need my answers. So I simply hung me. So in other words, you had a career, you had money, but the death of your grandparents was too much of a void to fill, so you killed yourself by hanging yourself. Yes, yes, yes. But, but it, it was, uh, I, I remember everything at, uh, as it was yesterday, you know. And um, I remember it was not my intention to take my life. Just get proof. So uh, I, I saw movies, you know, uh, with uh, Kiefer Sutherland. They experimented with the deaf and uh, looking for answers. So, so I, I thought, I need answers. So, so I hung me up and, uh, and uh, did it. In other words, it was kind of like a one-way experiment, would you say? Uh, more, yes, also an experiment, but not, not just an experiment. It's just a complete searching, you know. So see if they exist. Why don't you take us into what happened as your lifeless body hung? Did you see, hear, or feel anything? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, I can remember everything because my intention, intention was to, to see them on the other side. So I have my all senses open, you know, all senses. I was uh, all my love, all my senses, all my everything was open to see them or uh, find them. Or uh, I, I was um, prepared for... Uh, Maybe I hang me up and uh, I um, come to hell or something, you know. And I beg God, you know, I beg the Creator, please let me let me see them only once, uh, only once, and 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 you can take take me to the hell. You can do anything with me. And um, I remember everything as it was yesterday. I, I I saw a lot of things, 
and uh, my uh, uh, near death experience was not uh, as movies, you know. I uh, I go into a tunnel and I see the light. It was a completely crazy experience. It was like a completely clear dream, uh, and the scene has uh, changed. You know, it was uh, it was. Why wow. don't you mm? Why don't you describe that scenery for us? Uh, where exactly did you go? Yes, I, I remember when I hang me on this uh, rope, you know, and. Uh, and my mind just fade, faded away. It was not hurting. It was I don't felt any pain, uh, physical physical pain, you know, just uh, faded away in the orange sphere. Uh, this sphere um, was like a sunset, you know, and it was eternal. It was very very peaceful. It was. Uh, it's, oh my God! I'm thinking about it now. It uh, it was uh, it was undescribable. So it was like heaven, but I was alone in this fair, and I don't serve my body. It uh, it like it talked to me. It just downloaded uh, information to me, you know. And uh, I don't serve my body. I just um, levitated inside there with my mind, precisely like in a dream, you know. Sounds like you were in a void, which is usually dark, according to many near-death experiencers, yet peaceful. Now, you stated that information was then downloaded into you. Do you recall what this information was? Yes, yes. I now get ghost, uh, goosebumps, you know, <laughs> because uh, it was too powerful. And um, and I love to be there. I love to be there. Um, it felt like um, the, the love in, inside my heart, what I felt for them, this peace and love, uh, what, I, what I'm still feeling for them, like I was inside it. And I always search, search for answers, you know, what, what, what is it? Uh, the humanities, humanities always ask about where are we, where, where, where are we coming from and uh, who are we? And uh, also me, I ask the same questions and uh, I get a lot of uh, strange things um, in my head from there. Why we are here, who we are, uh, how we created, uh, how we was created, you know, and, uh, and I read about um, science, also a lot of religion, you know, and... Uh, and I have my uh, talks, but I don't, I don't know if, if it's uh, right or not, because uh, uh, many people have uh, different kind of deep dreams, you know. So it may be a personal experience, you know. Take us into what happened next. Did you stay in this orange void or did you move on? Yes, I move on. And like in a dream, like in, when, when we're dreaming, you know, the sense um, changing, like in a dream. And um, the next moment, I am something uh, somewhere else, uh, you know, in a city or in an apartment, or the same phenomenon happening in the, happened in my uh, my nervous experience. So I just find it away to a place. It's a very bright place, like a desert with a very bright sand. But I don't know if it it was sand or something, but it's on the ground, you know. And the air was uh, like milk, very shiny. Everything was very shiny. And the uh, first time I saw my body uh, was in this fair. I look at me and uh, I see my body. I was naked as I born, you know. I, I don't have any uh, talks in my mind. I don't ask at anything. Um, I don't felt any, felt any hunger. I don't felt any thirst. It was not warm. It was, it was just also perfect. And I started walking. Uh, I walked, I don't know how much, uh, hours or uh, hours or weeks or days or uh, months. I don't really know but this was a long time and um, in this dream dream sequence um uh, after a while i see i saw a little small point 
and then I get my first doubt, you know, what is that? I, 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 uh, I was curious, you know, so and curiosity is um, very typical for us humans. Uh, we asking a lot of things. So, so that, that, in that, that moment, I um, get my curiosity back. What is that? And I talked, that is my rescue. So I'm, I remember, um, I, I uh, sort of hurry up, you know, to that point. And when I'm coming closer, I met a older woman in black, like I am, a, <laughs> like my clothes on my, on me. And she's lying in, in the sand on the ground, you know. And um, I, I was very surprised. I accepted, uh, I accepted my rescue, but I met an old woman. And the woman was not my gran grandma. Uh, this was a completely stranger for me. Um, but she was dying. She was dying. And I can feel this sorrow right now. I felt pain in my heart. Were you able to feel the pain of this woman? Is that what it is? Yes, and I feel, I feel, I still feel it. I can, I can almost talk. She looked at me and just whispered to me, please give me what because I'm dying. And then I asked her in my mind, in my head, what should I do? And something very clear said to me, very, very clear. It's, it was not my own, own mind or it's just some voice from outside, inside my head. Feel because you have a heart. Think because you have a mind. Act because you have two hands. And the same moment, without thinking, I, I, I knew what to do. So I felt, felt the pain in my heart. In my mind, I constructed my tools so easy. I put my hands together and I cried so much in my hands until they filled with tears. So I just stretched uh, my hands to her lips and just whispered to her, drink and leave. Wow, that was deep and profound, should I say. You can't find that in probably some of the best poetry. I don't know, but uh, uh, I constructed a, a tools, you know, my, with my mind. Uh, I don't have anything, you know, on this place. It's just completely empty. Uh, I was naked, not sexual naked, but I was like a child born naked, you know. And um, I knew that uh, in my heart, uh, you know, but when, when you are... Uh, uh, sorry for somebody, you can feel the pain in the, your chest. And um, my mind was able to uh, to construct tools and create a coop, you know, with my two hands. That's just so incredibly easy, you know, solution. And then I opened my heart and um, the fluid coming out my uh, my eyes and uh, I feel in my heart, my hands. I stretched my hands to her lips and... Uh, and so the tools were your actual hands here, which collected the tears from your eyes, which provided her with enough fluid to live. Yes, yes, yes. Did you have any specific communication with this woman? No, 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 nothing. Uh, I just faded away and I wake up in a new scene. It's really scary. So you discussed moving from scene to scene like a dream. What did your near-death experience feel like? Was it dreamlike or more real than a dream no it's just uh, it's just uh, completely clear like uh, this reality uh, like when, when we talk it was very very intensive you know it's just very it's just very intensive more intense than a dream yes yes uh, it's maybe more intensive than life itself 
So take us into the next scene. What did you experience there? If I can express myself like this, it's just a scary feat. A frightening scene. Yes, very scary. It's just like a world. Uh, I saw hor horror movies, you know. I can refer to this movie, uh, Hellraiser. Wow. The old uh, psychiatric clinic, you know, uh, underground, these um, tunnels, you know, old dark tunnels, you know, um, really scary tunnel, you know, it's just uh, like a constructed tunnel. And uh, I wake up on a bed, it's just like, uh, like this hospital stuff, you know, people lying on this. Uh, like a medical bed. Yes, 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 something like this, like something like that. And, um, I was belted, you know, so I, I, I was not able to move. I was completely, um, sorry, I need to beat. Take your time. It sounds as if you were strapped to this bed. I was strapped very, very hard on that something. And um, I look up, uh, I saw um, uh, two uh, very strange pieces on my right side. And I don't believe in ghosts. Maybe I do, but I choose to not believe in the ghosts. Uh, I don't uh, believe in um, uh, UFOs or uh, any strange thing until I see them really, really face to face. It's because um, I was so scared, you know, to see something like it. I was so scared to see <laughs> different species that uh, I can believe it. But I saw them very, very real as I say, see you. They stand uh, by my right side and uh, they had shiny skin, no clothes. and. Um, they ha their heads was uh, long, without eyes, without mouth, without uh, nose, and uh, like uh, some strange fishes, you know, but they was human humanoid. And they was very, very large, you know. They was not there to hurt me because uh, they don't did anything with me. They just look at me, you know. And um, I, I lift my ha head, you know, and uh, I look up a little bit. I saw two, do two doors, a double door with a round Ruined the window in the middle with a very, very bright light, you know. And uh, I remember what I uh, talked to. Uh, this is a surgery room, and you try to open me, you know, and fix me. And, uh, and I don't want to be surgeon, you know, <laughs> and fix it. So I, I, I was completely crazy, you know. I feel very good. I don't need, need to be opened and uh, mixing with me, you know. So what is this? You try to take me inside there, you know, and I was completely paranoid, you know. I was uh, so scared, you know. And then um, I uh, tried to breathe, but there was no air to breathe. It was uh, like some uh, some fluid I breathe in. And at that moment, I got completely, I panic. Oh my God, what I panic. Uh, and, uh, and at the same moment, I remember I have a wife outside. I have a life. Um, I have a job. I have a, anything outside. What, what the hell do I hear? And like, uh, <laughs> it sounds crazy, but uh, like Superman with my fist, I, you know, take me free from uh, the belts, you know, and fly up, fly up, you know, and, and I hit a big uh, um, hole on this uh, wall and wake up in the ambulance. So let me go back a bit. You're strapped to this table with non-human beings. They have elongated heads, shiny skin. No facial features, very tall, and are they communicating with you at all? Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Um, uh, not like in the second scenario, you know, when I asked what should I do, and they said to me, uh, think, feel, and uh, act, you know. They just uh, 
But uh, probably they uh, communicate a little bit, but I don't hear that, hear anything. You had this idea that they were trying to operate on you. Suddenly, you recall your earthly life, you break free, and then you wake up in an ambulance. Oh, I almost get panic right now because I feel in my body reacting, you know, when I talk about it. Did you tell anyone immediately afterward what you saw? Yeah, uh, not not really because I was really scared. But, uh, but I remember when I wake up in an ambulance, I tried to I opened my eye and uh, and I I I, I told the nurse who was ambulance nurse who was with me, please calm down. I am all right. I was so calm in my my mind, you know. I was so secure in my mind. I was so completely calm, you know, and I. I, I heard my voice, but I say to them, please calm down. I am back. Don't worry. Now, this is a very interesting account because like a dream state, this had event segments going from scene to scene. But I also wanted to ask you, uh, many near-death experiencers describe coming back from their experiences uh, with perhaps gifts of intuition, precognition, an ability to predict events. Did you come back with any of these? Uh, everything. All in. Full stack. Yes. What did you return with and do you have any examples? Yes, I need to explain it uh, first because um, so I don't want to be um, any um, spooky man, you know, or a priest anymore or uh, something because uh, after this uh, nerve experience, I re realized that, that I am not not more than you or uh, or my dog or uh, my cat or somebody else, you know. I choose to deny that I am. Um, I have these abilities, but um, I started paint, painting like Rembrandt. I see in the people's minds, and um, I can see what I'm thinking about. Interesting. Did you paint prior to your near-death experience? Yes, I try try to be. I uh, this was my wish, you know, to be some kind of artist, you know. Uh, something, but I I not succeed, you know, and uh, and uh, get this gift after uh, my nerdless experience. I I was completely shocked, you know, because the only thing I uh, I needed it to it patience and open eyes and open open senses. So I don't know how how I did it, but I just sat sat me down, you know, and and, and I did it. You say you were able to see thoughts. What about future events? Were you able to predict anything through a type of sixth sense after your return? Yes, uh, my my woman is sitting here. I, I show you. Say hello, Surya. Hello. And um, I I predicted uh, everything in uh, her her family. I predicted where her daughter uh, broke up with a boyfriend to the minutes. You know. Uh, one example uh, for some years ago, I driving a car uh, with my uh, woman and uh, I see a vision, you know, just, it's, it's just coming to me. And I say to her, I seeing uh, that uh, airplane crashing into your mother's kitchen. Uh, she say, all right. And then some weeks after, there was no airplane, uh, a car uh, with a full, full uh, power crashing into her kitchen. Demolishing the wall and demolishing all the kitchen, you know. And she was she was uh, very lucky because five minutes uh, before it happening, Ella happened. Um, she left the kitchen, or, or she was dead today. Wow! So this vision of a vehicle crashing into the kitchen ended up being a car which spared someone's life. Yes, yes, and, and, and the spooky thing, uh, we we told it. Um, Sylvia told it to her mother before. 
actually everybody in in that family except Sylvia is uh, uh, frightening me. You know, they're very scared. They're afraid of you, huh? Yes, they're very scared to meet me. You know, so so only Sylvia is a brave one, and I try to act as a normal human. You know, so I don't want to be a scary, spooky man. You know. So in terms of finding answers, I know you sought out after your grandparents, but did you discover anything else? Yes, I get I get a lot of answers. Yes, but uh, not the most important answer I uh, searched for. My grandparents. So I was very disappointed uh, to, to come come back here without uh, without knowledge that they exist, and I I just still not get any proof that they exist. So I'm very, very disappointed a little bit. Well, what you seem to get, the idea of it is that life goes on even after physical death. With that, perhaps you have an idea that your grandparents did move on somewhere. Yes, uh, somewhere, yes. And uh, I'm thinking about why, why we're dreaming, you know. Uh, I think about, think about the dreams. Uh, it have maybe a function. Maybe it is a preparation for the afterlife. Maybe so. So what would you tell someone who may be planning to do exactly what you did in terms of following a loved one who have passed away through suicide? This is the first time I think about it when you're asking me, but I, I have an answer immediately. For the first, uh, uh, nobody commits suicide because, because they, they are happy. This, that people feel uh, incredible, incredible deep sorrow. Normal people can understand it, you know, but all living things can come to a point they, they can't take anymore, you know. If if I meet somebody eye to eye and I know that this person tried to commit suicide, I just want to give it a hug. Come, motherfucker, we're going and uh, sitting somewhere and I, 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 will make you, I will make you smile because it is my responsibility to do it. And... If they do it, we can't judge judge them. I don't think I don't think if there is a God, uh, God judge them because God sing inside their soul. I'm I'm not God, but if if there is a God, I I hope God act like me like me. God don't judge. Uh, I'm not religious, but if there is a God, it, I can talk for God. You know, I can say what God thinking, what how God should. Uh, uh, fix it, uh, got stuff, you know, but uh, but uh, I know how I uh, should act, you know, and I don't judge. I I can feel that their deep sorrow, you know, and and if they commit suicide, I hope they find the deep love, they they find that uh, peace, and they find that people they they search it for, because they suffered a lot of uh, shit, you know, in this life, and uh, sometimes it is it is too too hard, you know. I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, I do believe that God is more concerned about the genuine intention rather than the act itself. Well, Carl, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your deep and passionate account. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Carl Kovacs. And with that said, that's going to do it for us here on Real Spiritual Talk Radio. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Please catch me on my Facebook page, Real Spiritual Talk Radio, and there you will find past shows as well as relevant near-death experience information that is currently being compiled. Catch me on my YouTube channel. There you will find the same. 
Once again, thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you have been spiritually enlightened, just as I am every time I hear a new near-death experience account. And with that said, I am your host, Lamont Gates, and Real Spiritual Talk Radio is now signing off. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.